Hey, this is Franca, and here's a new intro for your show. And no, it's not a chainsaw. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 107. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And I'm going to Americade. Smug bastard. Damn right. <laughs> I don't feel too bad. I'll be riding in Durango that weekend. Yeah, I won't be riding. I'll be in a uh, rented Geo Metro. Well, you know, you'll be faster than all the Harleys. <laughs> what isn't? <laughs> the, um, uh, well, my daughter has this little push cart thingy. and Going downhill, that's still faster. It, well, sure, but like if it's on carpet or something, it's really hard to push. <laughs> you know? Have you tried to push a Harley on carpet? That's true, I haven't, so yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. It's uncertain. Uh, so, Harley guys, it's cool. I've got the rental insurance on my car. Go ahead and break it. <laughs> well, you know, you I'll know, be doing donuts with it in the parking lot. You know the difference between a rental car and a Jeep is, don't you? No. There's places you want to take a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they they really push the rental insurance at, at places, but yeah. you'd think they'd be more leery of that, because once someone's got the insurance, they're just going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that, that's, that's the jackasses like us. The reality of the situation is everybody treats the car like crap. <laughs> at least you're paying a little money for the privilege. You know, when I get the rental insurance, all I hear in my head is, it was about this time that the Duke boys decided to show Boss Hogg what rental cars were all about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll be out of Americade. It'll be in Lake George, New York. I'll be there Friday and Saturday. Awesome. So yeah, and, uh, we're trying to work out a thing with Americade where, you know, maybe they'll have a table I can sit at and, and interview behind glass. Mm-hmm. Where people will throw peanuts at me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Or, or, or like if they hit the target with a baseball, you fall in the water. Oh, god damn it. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> so you're from there. Yeah. What, are, anything I should know? I've never been to New York. Uh, around Lake George. Lake George itself is kind of the attraction around Lake George. Okay. Um, I spent most of my time at the yacht club and sailing there. Um, in terms of driving roads, um, well, there are nice roads, but do not Speed ever like five miles over? No, three? No, two? No, really? Really? Let me tell you about the time I got arrested. <laughs> so it turns wait, out. Wait, wait, how old was she? <laughs> turns out in New York State, if you get three tickets in an eighteen-month period, any kind of just take like just regular speeding tickets? speeding tickets. Uh huh. Yeah. If you get three of these speeding tickets in an 18-month period, they yank your license. And then, if you're, say, a Vermonter who's going to school in New York, they send a letter to Vermont, and they say, Vermont, you need to take away Todd's license. And Vermont says, ha, ha, fuck you. So does that leave you in, like, some weird... Weird lim- limbo state. Yeah. Where I have a perfectly valid license everywhere but New York. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas it happens on... <laughs> your fourth speeding ticket. My fourth speeding incident <laughs> occurred. <laughs> and the cop gets you out of the car and handcuffs you. And, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a little thing they call aggravated unlicensed driving. I had my revenge, though. Aggravated unlicensed driving? And I said, I was perfectly calm. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm aggravated. <laughs> <laughs> I really speed like a motherfucker. <laughs> 
<laughs> I pulled you over for going 10 over the limit. Is that fucking it? <laughs> this is New York, man. And then Todd blacked out. <laughs> uh, the revenge was mine, though, because it was a small town in, uh, you know, northern New York. And uh, turns out the ATMs in small towns in northern New York don't have that much money in them. <laughs> Say, you know, they had to lower my bail because that was all we could get. <laughs> Here's the best part. I go back from my hearing and come to find out that I'm somewhat legendary in the town because we broke the bank on the ATM and it didn't get refilled for close to a month. <laughs> Revenge is mine. Take that, Wells, New York. Was there just just one ATM? Oh, yes. Are okay. you kidding me? There's like one building. I was thinking maybe it was like two or three and the cop was just driving you around. Two the different or ATMs. three? In small town, northern New York? I, I know nothing about New York. Here's what here's what's there. Cool mountains and trees. About and, it. And one ATM that you knocked over. <laughs> <laughs> and then deprived them of money. Yep. I destroyed the economy of For that town. For a month. But yeah, so the thing about the thing about New York, the Thruway 90 and the Northway 87, they have like one cop for every person. Don't speed. Holy shit. Whatever you do, don't speed. They're just freaking thick on the ground. And this place is going to be like filled with thousands of motorcycles. Oh, the New York State Highway Patrol is all of them. All of them. <laughs> going to be on 87 within like 30 miles of Lake George like, hee, 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 I'm going to be driving into Lake George thinking I'm all cool because I have a police escort. <laughs> Turns out that's just normal traffic. No, that's just traffic in, in you know New York State. Oh, God. And all of them are Fucking speeding, trying to goad me into speeding. Fucking New York. Okay, so don't speed. Don't speed. Can't stress this enough. Anything else I should know about New York? Lake George? Mm-hmm. Sailing's good. Sailing's good? No, I probably won't sail. Uh, I don't, don't, don't think I'll have time. I don't know much else. All the, all the rest of the time, I've either been a kid hiking or sailing or both. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it because, damn, American. Yeah. There's going to be a couple people there, one or two. Possibly someone we know. Possibly someone we know. Possibly. Foreshadowing. Mm. It's the mark of quality podcasting. Yes. So. What's we, the other mark of quality podcasting? Well, we're both wearing pants. Sort of. <laughs> Shorts count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta show my pasty white legs to the world at some point. Don't touch my knee. I, sometimes I knock down planes by reflecting the light off of, let's go to classifieds. <laughs> So our first one comes from Chad. Mm-hmm. This is a 2004 Buell Firebolt. Looks in beautiful shape. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Remember when you believed in America and the vision of Eric Buell? Back before he got involved with EBR, branded foreign investment scams, and look how cool I am playing guitar on Facebook? What? Let us be real about this. It is, after all, Buell. If you don't have a well-stocked toolbox and a clue, this is not the bike for you. Uh, that's the truth. <laughs> if you want to look cool at Starbucks, yeah, it'll do that. But you probably shouldn't buy this bike. Uh, this this is this is someone who has fallen from grace, or as I like to call them, a heretic. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> Fucking heretics. Yeah, well, he goes on, you know, and he's, he's got, got a lot a, to say. About a it. very detailed and nicely put together ad. This bike was my dream. Sometimes dreams turn in to nightmares. 
You can get yourself a super cool Ninja 300 and your friends are going to be impressed. If, on the other hand, you want to feel the hand of God pushing you forward when you grab a handful of throttle, then here is the throttle you have been looking to wrap your fingers around. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of work into the bike. No, not for a poser, squid, or skippy. Mm-hmm. Or someone that thinks their icon vest is going to act like a force field. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see, I can just see some of the people checking this bike out. Do I really want to sell it? Depends on you. Mm. And there you have it. I kind of want to hear this guy's story. What the hell is this picture? It appears that this is a show bike. Hence yeah. all the carbon fiber and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a nice looking bike. duel. Lots in the. Probably goes, you know, like fireballs <laughs> usually do, which is like a bat out of hell and turns extremely well on the road. He sounds bitter about Eric and, and Hero. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't quite follow. Because, I, you know, Eric did so well with the American investors. No shit, right? I've seen a few of his ilk on, on the, the social media. Really? Complaining about Eric selling out. How dare he take money from the biggest motorcycle people in the world? Well, he Dicks. sold out. He, it's what it is. He sold out. Oh, yes, because he didn't sell out to Harley. Yeah. Well, he's selling out to, to you know, Indians. He's selling out again. To, to non-Americans. I, in in. Fairness, I think the Indians are producing some really great bikes these days. Especially Hero. I mean, god damn. They're well, they're, you know, the, the, they could buy Harley. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't want to. <laughs> Should we buy Harley? No. 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 And no. 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 no, let's let's not do that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean... Oh, it's a Buell, so it, it's going to require, it looks like it requires a lot of work. Especially, you know, let's face it, a, a bike that's been as modified as this one, mm-hmm. it's going to be more sensitive. Well, you can get parts from um, the, 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 they probably sell. Um, that aside, if you go to as much third party after, I don't know if. You've noticed this. Mm-hmm. But if you do a lot of aftermarket third-party stuff to your vehicle, mm-hmm. it's going to be more uh, touchy. I haven't noticed that at all. Well, how much have you done to your bikes? You don't do a whole lot, do you? I have the computer remapped. I have a, a gadget that I made myself in my garage that bypasses my gear position sensor. I have a shim in my rear axle to move the, the stupid little sprocket over by five millimeters. I, I do I do a thing or two. I don't throw on like racing exhausts and all that because I think it's frankly totally unnecessary. Well, I mean, just but, look at the, the list, the laundry list of stuff he's done to this bike. It's I think it's in a different league. It's different. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. And maybe I'm just thinking about, cause I've only noticed this more when I was doing cars. Mm-hmm. Cause those, well, with cars, I would throw all kinds of shit into those. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that shit don't work right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, and the thing I think about with the Buell is, um, a lot of guys will do the, um, the EBR race map computer. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, you shouldn't do that to your stock bike. <laughs> You mean like fireballs would come out the exhaust? Totally hypothetically? Or they just die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's done so much to it here, I can see it being 
more of a, a, a touchy bike. I mean, it's it's cool. It looks really cool, and I bet it fucking hauls. But you know, yeah, yeah you're gonna need to know your way around a toolbox because mm-hmm. you're not gonna have a choice. All right. Well, there's so there's the the heavily modified fuel. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, our listeners know how much we love stretch boosts. So here's a stretch one. Oh. A custom 2007 Suzuki Hayabusa, 9250. That's a company on the name on the on the swing arm. Yes, probably. Evilswingarms.com. <laughs> Don't give them advertising. This is wrong. I have a 2007 custom Hayabusa, 17K with custom paint job, custom seat, and a really long stretch, approximately 24 inches over. Shorty stack pipes, bike is adult-owned, never abused, apart from when I put this swing arm on it. <laughs> no spammers or scammers. Wow. Yep, they've stretched it, and it has cool paint, and they stretched it. I'm going to guess he doesn't drag race. Guys, I stretched it, guys. Mm. I, I'm not so sure about that. You think it does? I think that looks like a fold-out drag bar underneath the swing arm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. He could have just done that to... Make it look like it drags? Yeah. Yeah, that's true, actually. Why else do you put a fucking 24-inch swing arm on it? I'm going to drag race. And, you know... Stuff. Stuff. Because, you know, I mean, let's face it. If I was to buy a Hayabusa, the first thing I would do is put a long swing arm on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's already a it's already a long sport bike. And you know what would make it turn even better is to have an even longer wheelbase. <laughs> wow. These are guys who really want to be riding choppers but can't bring themselves to admit it. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they can't, they aren't ready for the leather vest yet. <laughs> I'm just not ready for the leather vest and the chaps yet. I'm not old yet. No, no. That's a thing. Uh-huh. And you know, Chuck, nothing. Sells a sport bike. Nothing sells a sport bike like a bored-looking model. Ooh. Here's one now. 2008 Kawasaki ZX-10R, $8,000. Mm-hmm. Custom airbrushing, custom exhaust, custom power commander, custom helmet, custom trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a girl on the bike. Who looks really, really bored. That's her serious face. Well, she might have resting bitch face. No. No, I think she's just bored. <laughs> Hey, look at look at all the pictures. She's not like in a very you know extreme pose. She's just kind of like, right, take take a picture now. <laughs> Maybe, uh, it's her boyfriend's bike. That's what it's like. <laughs> you taking the picture yet? Okay. Wow. Look I, at all these boots. I kind of dig the helmet. Yeah, the Predator helmet's sort of nifty. I, I don't think I'd like having all the things whipping around behind me while I rode. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, eh. It's a line of helmets now to do that with the, the rope extensions to do the Predator look. Mm-hmm. And you get mm-hmm. the LED light on the side. and mm-hmm. You fulfill your fantasy of being an alien riding a street bike. Yes, that was only recently uh, sat upon by a, a bored girl. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Look at this girl. She's really bored by the bike. She's also clearly photoshopped over the background, which really adds to the experience for me. Well, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, oh, her name's Eden. Oh, model, Eden. Uh huh. Bored. Owner, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> Ecstatic. Misguided. <laughs> this is owned by Joey. Eden, go pose with the bike. Alright. I do like the paint job on the bike. Yeah, it's a nice paint job. Mm hmm. She doesn't seem to like it very much. <laughs> There's not much she's liking. What do you think of this paint job? <sighs> Are you in your bikini? 
Yeah. <laughs> Go sit on the bike. <sighs> Are we going to Denny's afterward? Yes. <laughs> oh. Eight grand. Yeah, they're proud of it. No, it's not bad. Yeah, I just I I for some reason there's something about it that tells me I don't need to get excited about it. For okay, okay, let me cover her face. Okay, okay. How, how do you feel about the bike now? Body position looks bored. <laughs> she's, she's even like sitting bored. <laughs> She's almost slouching. Like if, you put, if you put a donut in one of her hands, <laughs> and you, it wouldn't look out of place. She'd be like, eh. Hey, wait, there's this, this last picture. She's holding the, the pike thing. Uh-huh. We could Photoshop a donut in. <laughs> I got a donut. <laughs> How was your weekend? Donut. <laughs> That's what she's getting paid for the, for the photo shoot. Donuts. Not getting paid yet. <laughs> Donuts. Are, are you guys done? We're getting any curlers yet. <laughs> Is that snack cart ready? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Photoshop that picture and just put a donut. <laughs> <laughs> this bikini's not very comfortable. <laughs> you know, those donuts, just say. Come on, pose sexy. All right, posing sexy. Oh, poor Eden. Eden, are you ready today? Yeah, all right. (laughs) Brent sent a bunch of things. Yes, it's it's a thing. So this is uh, he he says he thinks it's a scooter. Yeah, it looks for all the oh dear. You know, it is a scooter, and I think I know what scooter it is. And I think someone's going to beat the hell out of this guy. Huh? I think this guy has taken a big ruckus and has put a bunch of crap all over it and made it not be a big ruckus anymore. This guy's going to have a fight on his hands. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Well, you know, that's why he put all the guns and missiles on it, to make himself look... More intimidating in case the you guns want. and missiles that don't point forward and have bent tips and shh. All right, sorry. It's my super custom. I think my favorite part about it is the giant air brakes on top. Uh huh. Is that an eject thing at the bottom, or is that like to start the lawnmower? Mmm, I could go either way. <laughs> Yeah, he seems he seems to have decided. You know, this is the war bike. I got this, and I'm still all I can think of when I look at this is, oh my god, what did the big ruckus ever do to you? I mean, the big ruckus is a fairly sought after scooter. Like you, you find one of these, and it goes quickly. Uh huh. You don't think maybe he just took a stretch ruckus? Is that a no? Look at how big it is. Is that an elementary school chair? Um, yes. It is indeed that. He took a chair from an elementary school library and made that the... What the fuck? This is wrong on so many levels. Wow! Yeah. Oh, and there's a helicopter blade. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. And a big air fan like it's a... Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah, none of this, I'm sure, creates loads of drag or anything. I, I just... I'm trying to think of the, the mind that went into this, you know. I'm going to take one of the higher regarded sort of, you know, dually scooters and strip off all the plastic and put an elementary school chair on it. 
And I'm also going to put helicopter blades. <laughs> and a big fan. I don't get this. I'm coming. This is, I, I, I'm watching traffic from high above in my big ruckus. Charlie, don't surf! He probably he probably just plays that song nonstop uh-huh, all the uh-huh. time uh, when he's on this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And some guys look at yeah, my yeah. I do like to surf. Why, why do you keep saying that? Stop doing that. You would say that since, as we know, Charlie don't surf. <laughs> wow. Yes, he has indeed put some stuff on a bike. Okay. Do you think Eden would look bored on this bike? I think she would look super bored and have a little, <laughs> a little icky face, maybe. <laughs> Grab the machine gun and and play with it. Let's go to Eden for commentary. (laughs) (sighs) Put your bikini on. There's some curlers in it for you. (laughs) What do you think the the side cases are? Do you think these are actually... It looks like a battery compartment. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering if he... Like an auxiliary battery compartment. Or is it, it just actually pretty have a battery running out of it? I think you yeah. just put it there because it looks vaguely cool, black plastic. And it's got like a switch on it and stuff. And Not to be confused with the cardboard helicopter fins. Clearly, you know, missile controls. Mm-hmm. Danger, danger, scary. <laughs> wow. And, yep. So there it is. You, you've, you've seen it. It's, it's happened. You'll never unsee it. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Yep. It's horrible. Brett has also been busy. He sent us, first of all, the Ice Bear Trike 2011, uh, which appears to be a Delta-style trike built on a scooter uh-huh. with the narrowest back wheels I have ever seen. Why Why Ice Bear? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he just made that right the hell up. <laughs> Street legal. Mm-hmm. Street legal, don't turn. Top <laughs> speed, 60 miles an hour. Hmm. Yeah, it, it looks like some sort of... Uh, it looks like it could have once been like a reflex or looks something. It's like a lawnmower from the back. Yeah, is that is that, that... Actually, you're right. I think that's a reflex that has a lawnmower back end attached to it. Huh. I, um... My life was richer before I saw this. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Much richer. Yeah, the thing that really bothers me about this is, you know, it's a trike, and that back end is so damn narrow. Yeah. Like, his tip-over lines are under his elbows, which is not a good thing. Wow. You enter turns in this thing with extreme caution. hmm <laughs> Yeah, so there it is, the Ice Bear trike. Totally made-up name. Yeah. 100% made up. I don't want that. No. No. No, you don't. Maybe you want... This instead. It's <laughs> the badass school chair that the- every real biker should have one. Custom built, heavy duty cup holders, treated wood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a wood chair with a skull in the back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a real biker, you have to have one. I want to take this to Americade. Mm, you'd have to go to Milwaukee to pick it up. Maybe he'll be at Americade selling these chairs. Selling skull chairs <laughs> that every real biker should have. And then some guy's going to be like, I'm going to put that chair in my ruckus. In <laughs> <laughs> <And> helicopter blades. <laughs> skull chair. <laughs> Call it the 
Gulkus. Why, why is why why is it that the, the bikers have to have skulls on everything? Because you know. I mean, are they space marines? Yes. Because you know. Clean, cleanse, purge, kill, uh-huh. maim, burn. Break speed limit. Yeah. Oh, wait. You said not to do that. No, no, don't do that anymore. <laughs> Obey. <laughs> Drive responsibly. Maim, kill, purge. Sculpture. Sculpture. Yeah, you know, actually, ooh, Chuck, mm-hmm. we need two skull chairs for the studio. I could get behind this idea. We need a Kickstarter to buy skull chairs <laughs> for the Wheel Nerd Studio. Badass skull chair. I also like the creative spelling of skull. And it's not just a regular skull. Notice it has fangs. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. sort of, uh, yeah. It's, it's got sort fangs. of sad eyes. Mm-hmm. It's sort of sad eyes. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of a sad skull. I'd, I'd want to do a Space Marine. Style skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking badass. <sighs> but sad skull. Cup holders. Cup holders. Well, no, they're heavy-duty cup holders. <laughs> they don't look very heavy-duty. They look like holes in the chair to me. They look tiny. Mm-hmm. Like it's meant to hold those uh, like Dixie cups. Dixie cups. Yeah. 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 Let's, Dixie uh, cups of blood. Let's go to Eden for commentary on the skull chair. Do I have to sit in it? <laughs> Put your donut in the cup holder. So there it is. The badass skull chair that every real biker should have one. Listeners, get busy. Buy us two. Skull chairs. Chop, chop. You need a skull chair, too, if you're a real biker. But obviously you don't have one, so you're not. So just buy us a couple. Mm-hmm. Jerk skull chairs. Skull chairs. <laughs> so we have a guest this week. Yes, we do. Who is also going to be in Maricade. Yes, he is. Think he'll speed? No. Okay, we're on with uh, Alonzo Bodden as part of our new Americade coverage thing. It's, it's pronounced Bowden. Bowden. Bodden. Babe. Hi. Hello. Good start. You can call me, you can call me Chad. <laughs> <laughs> now, hilariously, I know how to pronounce his name. I was looking at the uh, the guest for the show today, and I'm like, why does that name sound so familiar? And I realized that uh, his voice is one that I constantly hear as I'm working on my bike. Okay. Because he, he, he's on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me sometimes, and that's almost always what's on the radio when I'm in my garage working on my bike at about 10, 11 in the morning on a Saturday. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Wait, Wait is uh, a big-time weekend thing, and they've been good to me. This show's, so. show's good, and, you know. And by working on his bike, he means lying in bed naked. Well. No, no, I'm usually listening, swearing. Listening to throwing wrenches. Yeah, see how that just got weird? See? Yes, yeah, throwing wrenches. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, he's throwing wrenches again. Yeah, it's weird. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So you're going to be like the the comedy headliner at Americade this year. Yeah, this is uh, my fourth year. Yeah, this is my fourth year, I think, or third. Oh, wow. It's a pretty good racket you got going. So they, they let you in free and you do a shtick and then you get to trap, enjoy the Americade show from there. Yep, as long as I can fool them. Don't you ruin this for me, man. Just keep your mouth shut. Oh, sorry, uh... Yeah, very busy, lots of work. Wait, they're letting you in for free? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Well, it's not like I'm not working. It's not like I'm just dropping by, you know. I do have to do three shows a <laughs> week that I'm there. You're doing three shows and, and uh, some sort of seminar? I'm doing a talk this year, and this is something new. They They asked me if I wanted to give a, yeah, I guess seminar is as good a word as any. 
you know, a daytime talk about motorcycles. So I'm doing one about the fact that we all ride. You know, it's always bugged me how we have like subgroups in motorcycles, right? So you have like your touring group, your cruiser group, your your sport bike guys, your stunters, you know, vintage bike guys. And, and everybody's got their own thing. And it's like, well, you know, we're all riding motorcycles. You know, if we, we, we could have that in common. So that's nah, you would say that riding a, <laughs> uh, but what, what do you ride anyway? Well, see, that's, that's where it comes from. I've always been on both sides. There's a uh, place that you may have heard of up in Malibu. It's called the rock store and it's a pretty famous motorcycle hangout. Guys have been going up there Saturdays and Sundays for the past 40 years at least. And it's just this little like restaurant bar kind of joint and the parking lot one side. I mean, now it's a little more mixed, but it was always be one side of cruisers and the other side sport bikes. And I, and they're all like snapping and, and dancing. Yeah, and yeah. are there two guys in the middle who are handcuffed together and like doing this <laughs> elaborate dance routine? <laughs> that would be nice that maybe then we'd get along. <laughs> elaborate dance routines are the answer you heard it here first well you know if you every summer you want to see how to get out of the ghetto dancing is always a secret um there's always a movie where some poor kid gets out of the hood saves their life because they were able to dance so i don't know what that movie's going to be this year but we're, we're getting a little off topic gentlemen we were on. Didn't you know this podcast is actually about dancing in the hood? I see that. I see that. The, the motorcycle thing is just the cover. Right. So it makes us look cool. What would happen on Sundays is early in the morning, I'd be on my sport bike, and then the sport bike guys would wave to you and be cool with you. And then in the afternoon, I'd get lazy and go back out on a cruiser, and then the cruiser guys would wave at you and be cool. So I was always like, you understand it's the same guy under the helmet. You know, <laughs> I like you. You didn't like me this morning. So um, I'm going to do a talk about that. Cool. Is there any truth to the rumor that you'll be showing up to the talk on a pink scooter? No truth to that rumor. If I could, I would roll up on a Honda Grom. I <laughs> oh, love yes. the What's not cool about a Grom? <laughs> love the Grom, but uh, I won't be able to make that happen. Yeah, you have to, you have to like like fight three people and know the secret handshake to buy one. Still, someone in my neighborhood has one. I got, I got my Grom, and no, it was definitely not easy. Definitely not easy. Even I was invited to the launch by Honda. You know, they had a thing called the Grom Prix. It was like a, <laughs> a little race at the Honda parking lot in Torrance with the blast. So you think I know people? You know, when I said, "Man, I want to get a Grom." They were like, yeah, so do we. Good luck with that. Yeah, get, up, get on the list. <laughs> Let man. us know if you find one. Get out. List. I think you can get one in early 2017. So uh, Let us know when you find one, but don't buy it. I found one. You, some poor guy apparently wanted to pay his college tuition, and I said, well, kid, your education is my gain, and that, that's how I got my grump. <laughs> He's looking down on the kid. The kid's got like a mouthful of broken teeth. Building his stable on the broken dreams of others. So, well, okay, now, <laughs> since you've got one, you're riding one, tell us about it. It's a blast, man. You know, when I was a kid, I always wanted a mini bike, and I could never have one. So I, I got this Grom. I, I, first thing I had to do, I had to put a shock on it because it comes with this little springy thing that's probably really good 
for a Japanese kid who weighs 105 pounds, but uh, didn't do much good for me. So I put a shock on it to support my weight and I put a pipe on it. And, um, you know, I weigh 250 and it'll do 50 miles an hour with me on it. And uh, according to the website, I guess some guys have them doing 60 plus. But it's just a blast to rip around the neighborhood. Um, I smoke scooters. I, I have no problem. <laughs> I tear a scooter apart, man. I'll embarrass you. And the only negative of having a Grom, you can't leave it anywhere because it's so small, someone will pick it up and steal it. <laughs> and into the trunk. <laughs> yep. Yep. You can't, you can, you can't leave your Grom anywhere. But uh, absolute blast to ride, and uh, and everyone's like, "How do you fit on that thing?" Well, I sit on top of it. <laughs> I know what I'm doing the next time I go to the park, and that guy's leaving it parked there. <laughs> oh man, I, I I won't leave mine anywhere, not for any length of time. I'm paranoid. That's <laughs> well, you should be. If the bike thieves find out how much they're in demand, you know they'll be gone in no time. Wish I had a bomb at Americade, but I don't think I will. Your school got one, right, Tom? My school didn't get one. My boss got one. Oh. And then his daughter, who is the other person who runs the motorcycle school, constantly steals it from him, so he barely ever gets one. <laughs> Have you had a chance to run it? No. So that ground's totally worth the money, then? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say it's worth the money up to about four grand. I mean, online, some guys are getting crazy asking five. You know, I think the dealers... In California, the dealers are getting... Between forty five hundred and five grand for a new Grom, oh, so oh. I think that's pretty steep. I mean, the sticker on him is thirty three. Yeah, you know, you figure with tax and license and setup or whatever. If you get it at four grand, I think that's a fair price. Any more than that, if you got the money and you want it, you could pay it. You know, yeah, but that's like supposed to be like one of the, the big points of the Grom is that it's this nice, affordable bike that's that's badass. I think Kawasaki's coming out with one, too. I think they saw how, because these bikes sold have sold for a long time, you know, in like Thailand and um, some other countries. So Kawasaki, I read, is bringing over a little 125. You know, maybe more of them will get on the market and they'll get cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine Hondos might be kind of surprised, that, or at least the other manufacturers are. Kind of sort of surprised at how well the ground's been received. It's could be. They might also just be surprised at Honda being the trendsetter. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I talked to the guys at Honda, you know, at American Honda here in Torrance. They were all everybody at Honda supposedly is just shocked that this bike has taken off like this. You know what I mean? Like they thought they would just, I don't know, sell a few of them or it would be a learner bike or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're absolutely shocked at the demand. <laughs> and they, they literally can't keep up with it. But it's weird because if you go on the Grom website, you see in like other countries, the dealers have, you know, five of them sitting in line, you know. So I don't, I don't know what the worldwide marketing strategy is. And it's funny what you say about Honda because the, the guys at Honda are really cool. And I, and I get to talk to them sometimes and they were, they were asking me, they said like, what's the deal with like the iconic brand? Like they were talking about Ducati. You know, if you ever go to a MotoGP race, if you go to Ducati Island, it's like the biggest hangout. You know, all Ducati riders are there, and it's just a real love for the brand. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, you know, the problem with Honda is they're over-engineered. 
they've they've taken the personality out of everything. I think the only mm-hmm. Honda that you can consider iconic is the Goldwing. Sounds fair. And I I go along those lines. If you go to a Ducati dealer, you see Ducati motorcycles. You go to a Honda dealer, you got to push aside the ATVs, the lawnmowers, Don't forget the, the generator, the generator. Maybe find a kid who knows what a motorcycle looks like at the Honda dealer. You know. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, the fact that they make everything, and they make everything so well. You know, I think that's a problem. Like. I did a show called um, 101 Cars You Must Drive. And I got to drive all different kinds of iconic cars from different manufacturers, different eras, et cetera, et cetera. And I drove the Acura NSX. I hate this guy already. How about you, Todd? (laughs) they, They asked me what I thought of the NSX. I was like, it is the world's fastest Accord. They were like, get out. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great car, you know what I mean? But but you don't feel like you're driving an exotic car when you're driving it. Like when you, mm-hmm. you drive a Ferrari or a Turbo Porsche, you know you're driving something exotic. Acura, I mean, it's to Honda's detriment. They're so good that, you know, it, it works against them. There are certain things you want to have a feel about. You want it, you want to uh you want to know you're doing something, you know? Yeah. You ever ride a Buell? No, I've never ridden a Buell. Yeah, that's... Buell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Good point. You can get Buell. Wait, have, have you ever met Eric Buell? Uh, yes, I did meet Eric Buell. God, I hate this guy more and more. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I met him briefly at a launch um, two years ago. Well, he was going around with, with the new super bike he made. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but I, Did you I get to write that too. No, no, I haven't written it, but I didn't get to really talk to him enough to get a feel. I, I couldn't give you an opinion on Eric Buell. I know that his, um, his whole, we don't wave ad. Remember that ad campaign? Oh yeah. 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 Bad idea. Well, that wasn't him. <laughs> that was his marketing people, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that one kind of backfired on him, but <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, kind of friction between Buell. Riders and the Harley riders during those last few years. <laughs> well, I think the mistake was you can't sell a Buell at a Harley dealer. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> the Harley guys, right. and I, you know, I love them. I actually bought my first Harley last year, which is a whole nother story. I may even get to ride it one day, but <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that story in a minute. But you know, the, the Harley guy, like there's a percentage of Harley guys that are cool. And then they're the ones like, I guess they've been watching too many movies and they watch Sons of Anarchy. Religiously. It's, yeah. It's like, listen, I understand you love your bike, but Harley's the best bike in the world. Uh, no, it's not. Now just stop it. You know what I mean? Like, 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 when are you going to upgrade to a real back. motorcycle? Come on back to reality. You know, it, it's, I understand why you like it, but. Pretty much um, a Japanese 400 will smoke that thing. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to take that sound bit and just play it out loud during <laughs> one of his concerts. Just see the wave of leather vests go rushing to stage. They know, I have a lot of fun with them in America because um, they spend a lot of time cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> 
Russia, wait, we'll get our bike dusted. Some of them have to clean the darkness off of it every morning. <laughs> no, the reason I was asking if you rode Buell, because if you want a bike that has a personality oh. of some sort, the the old it, Buells it could be said to have personality. We do that for you, yeah. Some of them have evil personalities, it's true, but still, they are they're blast to ride. You don't mistake that ride for something else. Now, I have a, um, back, back in the day when my knees were flexible and I rode sport bikes a lot more, uh, we had one buddy who rode a Buell and he was fast as hell on that thing. But, um, when his oil drain plug vibrated loose, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was interesting. Fortunately, he was going straight when, when he oiled his rear tire, but, uh, that'd, that'd keep your interest. But, you know, a lot of Eric Buell's engineering is working now, right? Now everybody's putting the muffler under the bike to, mm-hmm. for a low center of gravity. Mm-hmm. And I think some some people have tried that. What was it? The oil tank in the frame? The gas tank in the frame. Gas in the frame. Gas tank oil in the swing arm. Yeah. All, all that mass centralization. Yeah. I'll tell you the Honda that's back that I do love, the Valkyrie. Yeah, I I don't know how back I would consider that, but I like I like what they're going for. You know, it's a new Valkyrie. It's not it's not like the old one. I had one of the old ones, and that was one of the big mistakes I made when I sold it. You know, you ever you ever sell something and then you're like, what the hell was I thinking? That that was the case with the old one. But I rolled the new one. Uh, hang on, hang yeah. on. Sorry, hang on a sec. We have a. All right. Hold on a second. I gotta go shoot my dog. <laughs> We're very professional here at Miller. This is why we added. Where are you guys based? Oh, we're at Salt Lake City. Okay, and you said motorcycle school. Is it one of those mechanic training schools, or what kind of school? No, no, I just I teach at an MSF uh, school. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I used to know an MSF instructor here. I want to take the advanced class. Everything I read says that you should do it every few years. I. Uh, can't argue with it. I have I have regulars. I, I just actually ran one with one of my regulars in it <laughs> last weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to look for one. And any other school I want to do, I want to do Ricky Gadsden's drag racing school. Drag racing school. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, something different. Did you just say you thought drag racing school sounded cool? Yeah. You know, they go in a straight line, right? Yeah, I know. We go drag on somebody else's bike for a day and then, you know, walk away. You would immediately grow bored? No, no. I I could get a day or so out of it and have fun. Every time I talk about track stuff with you, you're like, you can see the spider web getting built over your eye as I talk about it. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) You know who Ricky Gadsden is? The name is familiar. I'm pretty sure that's that school that uh, Jim went to for the ZX14. Yeah. Oh, in the, in uh, Vegas. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he does one in Vegas. I know he does it in Jersey, where he's based. But he, Ricky's like the the world's greatest drag racer. Like he's you know been the man in drag racing for I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Like he got running on a Grom. I got to see him race. It was the the most surreal thing, like we're talking, you know, because he's a friend of a friend and I meet him and he's really cool and drag racing is pretty low key as far as, you know, the pits and stuff like that. So, you know, we're just talking and then he's like, hey man, um, grab my helmet. 
and he and he rolls the bike over, gets in line, right? Does a burnout, does like a, a seven second, you know, qualifying time, fastest qualifier there, takes the helmet off. Yeah, so what were we talking about? I'm like, did I just see that? Like, you know how demoralizing that is for the guys who are against him? He's like, excuse me, I'm going to be busy for about seven seconds. <laughs> okay, I'm back. What should we do? <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. That was the most amazing, like, yeah, it's that easy for me. You guys keep practicing. He's talking on the phone, <laughs> drinking a cup of coffee, just oh, one hand on the bar. It was comical. It was, yeah, grab the helmet. I gotta, I gotta do a little something. No, we can talk more. I just, I'll be, I'll be seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you can kill me long. <laughs> yeah. So, so the fact that he teaches a school, I, I'm definitely into it. Yeah, I'd be cool with drag race. I, I like trucks. I'm, so, yeah. we were talking about the Valkyrie. And the new Valkyrie, you know, that transformer look that it has and the kind of B-King front end, I I was not a fan when I saw that. But but after riding it, I was uh, – it works. It works. Yeah. Yeah, handles great. Um, you know, that, that flat six is just one of the greatest engines ever designed. Oh, no doubt. The torque and smoothness of it. So – I, I, and I don't know, I don't know what we can do with the looks on this Valkyrie, but, um, I'm, I may see one in my future. What was your first bike? My first bike was a 404, the old four cylinder Honda, little cafe bike. Yeah. I had a, uh, 77 404. Hmm. And where, where is it today? Would he know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, probably it out considering I, uh, my first bike accident. <laughs> it's in a wand over. <laughs> yeah, my first bike accident was getting side side swiped on my uh, little four hundred four. That's when I learned not to pass on the right. Good advice. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you, MSF guys, back then? Back then, you learned how you. They just gave you the keys, showed you how to shift, and said, "You know, if you make it home alive, you're a rider." <laughs> That's the gas. That's the brake. Try not to die, chow. <laughs> that was the training back in the day. They, they, they train you right up until the point your check clears at the dealer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's good. Woo! <laughs> Wait, what the clutch? Just go. So what, what do you ride on most of the time these days? I mean, it sounds like more than one bike, but what's your what's your go-to bike? Ooh. I have two go-to bikes, um, my Diablo and my Rocket 3. <laughs> the Diablo is probably the the city bike. Run around town, run errands, and it's, and yeah, I know it sounds crazy that Diablo is my naked street bike, but I absolutely love that thing. And then the Rocket is definitely the go-to cruiser, weekend bike. Um, if I'm taking a chick for a ride, I'll use the Rocket. It'll leave her clothes right behind. <laughs> I've got my 1098 Street Fighter, which is just a beautiful show bike. My knee is good for about a half hour on that one. And then, and the wow. knee is like, all right, let's let's just park it somewhere and look at it. And, <laughs> and I and I well, like. You, you did say you bought a Harley, right? Yeah. So, I, yeah. I'll tell you the Harley story now. I, I, the, the Grom is also the bang around, and actually, the Grom is the quick go-to bike. Like if I got to run to the store or something like that, like the Grom is easy. You know, all the gear all the time. 
doesn't really apply to a Grom. I, I, I just can't see full leathers on a Grom. <laughs> oh, you're you're just not trying hard. Little, little too much, but um, although a, a buddy of mine said, well, you know, if you do fall off that thing, 50 miles an hour is 50 miles an hour. I'm like, thanks for taking the fun out of that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for ruining my mini bike experience. He's like, Alonzo, please, just, just put pants on. Yeah. Please, just, there's children. So, last year, um, I deal with a, with a, uh, dealership in, called Pro Italia. It's a great, started out as Ducati and just expanded to, you know, MV Augusta. Now they have Triumph and, uh, they just picked up KTM. Big European bike dealer. I've been dealing with these guys for about 10 years. Very cool. You know, the kind of bike shop you were talking about where you walk in, there's a bunch of bikes. You don't have to buy anything. You could just hang out and talk, but you always end up dropping some money and lava, you know, and they know me over there. Like when I, when they called me, they said, we got this Diablo thing and you got to test ride it. And I went on my test ride. When I came back, I was like, I love this thing. They were like, yeah, we already ordered you one. You know, we were standing here with the paperwork. (laughs) They know. That one's yours. So last year, they took in trade a 2000 Fat Boy with a Magna Charger Supercharger on it. Now, you you guys sound young, so you probably don't remember what a Magna Charger was, but it's one of the old school superchargers. This thing is just a big aluminum supercharger hanging off the side of this old Harley, right? And uh, just how much boost? One, ah, five pounds of boost. You know, the Harley guys have seen, like, ooh, that's fast. I'm like, yeah, it's fast. It, now it, you know, now it makes 60 horsepower. I don't know. You know? <laughs> wow. it, it, yeah, that, I literally, it probably bumped it from 50 to 60 or 65 horsepower. But it's just a goof to ride. It has about a three to four second delay in the flat spot. You know, <laughs> when you turn the throttle, you count down and then it takes off. <laughs> But it's just this funky looking bike. And I was like, you know something? I'll take it. I'll buy this thing. Cause they, you know, they were getting rid of it cheap because they got it as a trade in. They don't deal in Harleys. So I take it to my shop, to AIP and these guys do, do custom Harleys. I said, yeah, I want to put the fat tire on the back. Cause you know, it just seems like it, it would fit, you know, cause now it's got this supercharger on it. It's already a fat boy. So the Harleys come with these little 150 rear tires. So I'm like, nah, man, let's go, let's go put the 250 on it, this or that. That was in November. Um, still waiting, uh. you know, <laughs> because these guys, and again, I love them. They're friends. And, and I think I'm putting all their kids through school, but they're like, well, you know, once we put the fat tire on, we, we figured you probably want to go with a chain instead of a belt. And then you know, what? once we started doing that, well, I mean, I don't know. Do you like the silver? Because we were thinking we painted a satin black. Oh, you know, once we painted it, we realized we should probably powder coat the lower forts and the bars, the mount. Like, so basically, you're building a magazine bike for the shop, and I'm going to finance it. They're like, yeah, kinda, but you're going to love it when we're done. Also, I've got a boat payment to make. <laughs> if you could just send money, that would be really that helpful. That is literally how it's been. It's it's like, hey, man, you know. We're going to need another couple of grand. And uh, so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, it's a Harley. It's all American. I'm hoping for a 4th of July debut. Uh-huh. So do they occasionally send you a picture? Oh, like, if you want to see this again, send money. It's going to be badass. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But this was the month. This was the six-month six mark 
And I literally sent him an email and just said, listen, I've surrendered. So you guys just let me know when it's going to be done. And uh, don't go too crazy because I want to be able to ride it. So we'll see how that rides. If, if I love it, I'll keep it. If I don't love it, I'll sell it and get a Valkyrie. <laughs> but right now, I'm as curious as you are as to what it's going to look like. I, I'll send you some pictures of it through the email from where it started and what I've last right. seen. You should just pick that bike up when it's done, and the next day just be like, eh, sold it. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> did you did you write that? Bought a Valkyrie off the floor, you know. Yeah. Did you write down the mileage of this bike before you dropped it off? No, they, they won't ride it anywhere. They, they'll just put it on display. It'll be... Uh, It'll be it'll be in one of those Harley magazines. They've gotten a few bikes in there, so it'll be in one of those magazines. How much test writing they're doing now? Just you know to make sure the new chain drives is dialed Mm -hmm. in. Yep. You know, make no. I'll tell you who did the test driving. Um, Have you ever seen my 1098? I'll have to send you pictures of it because it was a magazine bike too, and it was built by a guy named Nick Anglada. (laughs) Nick, you have no idea. Nick is is a buddy. Nick used to build those fat tire uh, Hayabusa's and R1s and stuff down in Florida. You know, he's got a shop. And when I crashed my 1098, Nick calls me up and says, how's the bike? And I was like, thanks for asking about me, Nick. And uh, <laughs> Well, you're alive, clearly. He's like, what do you want to do with it? And I said, well, I'm thinking about making a naked bike. Because the bike ran fine. It just had a scratched up tank and some cracked plastic. He's like, send it to me. Once again, I send it to Nick. I give him some ideas. Two months later, it's like, you don't really you use my, don't worry about it. It's going to be great. So it took Nick about <laughs> seven months to finish the bike. And then oddly enough, two months to road test it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, you know, if you send it back every year, I could probably tune it for, no, that's going to be okay. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> bike customizing listeners. Kid, kids got to go to private school, man. Come on. That's Alonzo Bowden. <laughs> man, you have no idea. Hey, you, you know, we, we, uh, we, we customize bikes too. We've, we've got a shop. You could send us a bike to customize I, I, for you. I wish I was as rich as they think I am. We, we could, we could totally underbid him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll give you a good something. You send that rocket along. We'll, uh, yeah, the rocket. We Rocket's can already done. <laughs> rocket is already done. You're late. Oh my you know, I'm, I'm going to be at AmeriCade. I'm I'm going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, he might be there on the heart. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Okay, so uh, someone they're going to be like, "Where's Alonzo? He's late for a seminar." And I'll just be like, "Don't know. You like my new bike?" <laughs> All right, just sent you pictures of the Harley. I'm showing you everything in the before and after. I don't want to show you the bill involved. You know, you know, with the Rocket Three. It all started with a phone call from my friend Nick, who runs a place called Moto Wheels up in Northern California. Hey, uh, I got these BST carbon wheels for a Rocket 3. I don't know anyone else who can use them. I'll give you a good price. <laughs> yeah, that's how it started. I bought the wheels. And once I bought the wheels, then it was like, well, you know, if you're going to put those wheels on, we, we might as well just bob the fenders a little. Well, you know, if we're going to do that, we should probably paint it or something. And, and, uh, yeah. He's, he's calling up his other friends. This guy will pay for stuff. 
<laughs> There's a marketing seminar going around right now about how to market custom bike stuff, and it's just got Alonzo's picture, and you're like, this guy, right here. How to sell to this guy. So so now, you, you tell us about this 1098 that met a, a, an unseemly oh. end, or I guess a... a well, no, it's... Ch- no, it's that's true, yes. The, whose life life. changed drastically <laughs> in an instant. Sounds like an after-school special. I, I'm feeling so insignificant talking to him with, you know, all of his bikes and everything. It's just... Yeah, somebody somebody who's outrun you in terms of bike ownership. <laughs> As I tell people, you just got to be comfortable with debt. That's all. <laughs> you have so much stuff. Yeah, I'm comfortable in debt. It doesn't bother me. I got three bikes, and I was, you know, feeling really good about myself before this show. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm going to have to go down to Triumph tomorrow and get that speed triple. <laughs> Why? Because. Get yourself a speed triple. See? He says I should. Oh, absolutely, man. I had one of those. It's one of the most <laughs> fun bikes. Yeah, I've had one of everything. What 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 how, what did you do to it? Uh, what you mean, custom wise? Yeah, who got you for Not that? Not much. And then what happened when you wadded it up? No, <laughs> no, no. You know what I did with that one? I I um, let's see. I put pegs, adjustable pegs, on because I wanted a little more leg room, and I put a pipe on it, and I put the little um, the little bikini fairing on the front. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. I, I like the look of that fan. I was surprised yeah. how good it was. Have you ridden one? Yep. I yeah. liked it very and much. Mm-hmm. That engine is just such a, it's a great combination of like the, uh, the torque, you know, the torque of a twin and the, the speed of a four. Yeah, it's a great bike. It's yeah, like it was a, I had a really ball. friendly prom date. <laughs> It was one of those ones where I got off and I was giggling so hard. I was like, ha, 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 I can never own this. <laughs> Bad things will happen. Ah, uh, come on, man. You've never met my wife. Bad things will happen. <laughs> See, that's another reason I have a lot of bikes. I don't have one of those wives. Yeah, neither do I anymore. So that's why I've got three. <laughs> I'm just going to live vicariously through you guys. They really frown on this unreasonable spending of money. Right? Apparently, it's like go grocery got... shopping every week. Yeah. Okay. So apart apart from the new Valkyrie, what what's the other? What, what do you think the next one's going to be? Uh, I don't know. There's nothing else on the market that's really you know screaming a must have. That new BMW, what's it? The S one thousand. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be really cool. So I don't know. It sure looks cool. So if you had to go with, like, Triumph, Ducati, or BMW, and you were just stuck with one, which one would you pick? Ducati. Yeah, Ducati. That's fast. You mean as a manufacturer or individual bike? As a manufacturer. Yeah, Ducati. Full range. I don't know if I could. I, I just, I feel I feel greasy when I'm around Ducati girls, so. <laughs> Do you not like Ducati girls? Oh, I love Ducati girls, but it's like the only case, in, one of the few times in the world where I get in total hover hands mode. When yeah, they, and they call you on it. That's they why call me like on it. it. They make fun of me about it. Oh, you get a little creepy around them, huh? No, I'm trying to be less than or, creepy. Or the creepy errs, the term. <laughs> not, cre- not creepy. Oh, man. So they send you pictures of this Harley supercharged fat boy. That's a nice looking, by holy crap, that's a big supercharger. <laughs> Yeah, you see what I mean? The magnet charger, man. It kind of, that's old school. It looks it like is. a furnace <laughs> yep. on the side of the bike. That is, that is badass. You just tell everybody it's a heater or what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
This is a really cool looking ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hopefully. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, it looks great. Probably. It looks awesome in the picture. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they're not, you know, just doing anything with it at all, riding-wise. No, they're, they're not using his bike to pick up chicks. No, not That's at not all. That's not going on. <laughs> no. That would be ridiculous. No, well, you can see it. She's <laughs> under construction. She's, uh... Yeah, yeah, that's what they want you to think. Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, look, look at this one. They're just like, here, just take a couple things off while we take the picture. We'll just throw it back in, you know. And then we can go cruise. Yeah. <laughs> that's the second picture. That's probably not even your bike. That's They just put your gas tank on a different bike <laughs> just to make you think they're working on it. All right. Now let's uh, let's finally finish it off with the 1098, which truly... Here, let me, how do I put this? If you thought that was something, wait till you get loaded. The, the, the 1098 has a furnace on one side and a water heater on the other. <laughs> it's got a flux capacitor in the back. And a washing machine. Did it make all the injuries worth it? Uh, that's a tough call. <laughs> he's got to think about I got to think about that one. <laughs> he doesn't outright say no. He's like... Well, it's it's no different if you ask me if you ask me if all the injuries from skiing made it not worth it. I'd go. I'd probably still do it again. <laughs> like tomorrow, I'd still do it again. Oh, there it is. Oh wait, no, this is the Rocket Three. Yeah, yeah Rocket Three okay, has Rocket made its way in. Yeah, and now you're getting the uh, the last one I'm sending is the 1098. But you know the 1098, that one was the big one. I mean that thing was on Cafe Racer TV. It was in Cycle World. Um. I don't know if you're familiar with Bike Exif. It's a website. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They ranked it second the year it was built. It was number two custom of the year. No case. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nick went crazy on that one. It, it really is a beautiful bike. He did the work he did on that one was amazing. So what? And so now is he one of those customizers who also he'll customize it, but it ends up still very rideable. Yeah, this after. thing is a hundred percent rideable. Hundred percent rideable, except for the fact that there's some. One of a kind parts on it that I wouldn't want to trash, you know. So it's rideable very, very carefully. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not a track bike. No, if I gave it to, <laughs> to if I gave it to a track rider, they'd ride the hell out of it. Like I have one buddy who he's a really fast guy, and this bike is about thirty pounds lighter than a stock ten ninety eight. And he was like, "Man, this thing is sick." And I said, "Get your ass off my bike because." <laughs> when I say it's not a track bike, I mean you don't yeah. want to risk bending it again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean the the seat, the the uh, subframe alone. The subframe is just made from one piece of carbon fiber. The the uh, the belt guards are are he did those with that. Uh, he laser cut them, so those are one of a kind. Uh, just so much stuff on this he did. You know, he did a special, the way he did the forks, he polished them and then anodized them. So the anodizing just pops like a, a gold. It, it's really, it was one of those things where he sent me a picture of it. And then when I saw it, it, it blew my mind. It blew my mind when I saw it. Oddly enough, it had a did, few hundred miles more than when it crashed. But uh, how <laughs> strange. Well, it sounds like a fair trip. Yeah. <laughs> that that and all the bodies he asked you to help bury in the desert. <laughs> There's going to be a time when I come to you. Oh my god! That's the reaction we wanted. <laughs> what was that? Oh my god! This, uh, this, this was actually just uh, some more pictures of the Triumph. It oh, looks like. Oh yeah. With uh, with the 
with the the brown paint. Yeah, the, the brown paint is. I mean, okay. it doesn't even look like a Triumph anymore. It looks like a. Wow. I want to yell at it to slow down sitting still. You know. So okay, so you're you're clearly big into the custom thing. I got to ask you something. So. Your stuff's all pretty professionally custom done. What what do you think of some of this craziness people do to customize the heck out of their bikes until it it almost isn't a bike anymore? You know, like the a Honda Ruckus with a six foot long swing arm. You know, some of those it depends on who does it because some guys do it right and it looks great. It's kind of like a tattoo, right? You know, if a tattoo is done well, it can be very cool, and if a tattoo is done badly, it's horrible. You know. I've seen some of those. I've seen some of those. As a matter of fact, last year at Americade, these two guys had a couple of those slammed ruckuses. They probably got more attention than any two bikes at Americade because it was, but they were done well. You know what I mean? They weren't, uh, they, they weren't overdone. The paint wasn't stupid. They just looked really cool. I, you know, it's oh funny. God. I wasn't a bike custom guy until probably the past four or five years. Like with the rocket, I've had that thing since it was new. I had made it into a bagger with a fairing on it, rode it that way for about a year, didn't like it, went back to stock. And then I did all of this when I got the wheels because it just, I love the bike and it just, I just wanted to lighten it up and make it more of a street fighter thing. The um, Ducati never would have happened if I hadn't crashed. That was just mm-hmm. uh, a fluke. But I took lemons and made very expensive lemonade. We're looking at the Ducati now. How long can you sit on this bike before well, you we, go? Well, we we made a seat pad for it, so to speak. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, because we're looking at this thing. We're like, wow. But no racers rode with that with just the carbon fiber. You know, that's what it was built for. Well, so yeah, they rode it without any padding. Yeah. But like I said, I'm yeah. good for about thirty minutes. I mean, it's it's a Ducati 1098 with rear sets. And I'm six foot three, so you're talking folding up to get on it. But uh, yeah, you're, you're circus music. Oh my, this yeah, yeah, and and to say it's loud is the understatement of the year. They they told me there's some kind of uh, silencer in that muffler, but I don't believe it. You don't have to answer this <laughs> clearly. clearly. <laughs> but what kind of money are we talking about to do this to that 1098? Um. About how many 1098s is your <laughs> It's insured for 30 grand. That's what it's insured for. What, and, and, and also, this one you actually do have to answer. Where's the bike right now? <laughs> Under a cover in my garage. And yeah, will it be that. at Americade? Really? What, what's your address? <laughs> You're going to be in New York for Americade, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, because... Well, he just parks it next to the Grom, and he'll steal the Grom first. Uh, probably would. The Grom would probably go first, but... Uh... You know, I will find a way just to bungee the Grom to the side of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you considered, uh, like, some sort of, like, little mount on the back of the rocket to hold the Grom, sort of like, like, a, like a lifeboat? It would be the awesome. guys from the Grom website want me to do some kind of video of... of uh Rocket 3 versus Grom. But now that Honda's released the Valkyrie, I think that's going to be even better one, Honda versus Honda. You know, because the Valkyrie is is almost, well, let's see. Actually, the Valkyrie is more than 10 times the displacement to the Grom. So I think that'll work out nice. Let's see. Let me look at the Rocket again. Yeah, it doesn't really have a spot. I mean, it would be awesome if there was like a tail rack and you could just strap the Grom upside down on top of that. I, I guarantee you. 
Okay, I mark my words. I guarantee you at AmeriCade this year, we will see a Goldwing towing a Grom. <laughs> no doubt in my mind that somebody has a trailer and a Grom and they're pulling it with their Goldwing. No doubt. Or if we just take the Ural, you know, swap the tub and you can just have like a Grom <laughs> launch. It's, it's been done. It would be awesome. It's been done though. But with a Grom? No, with a Rokon though. This uh, Grom is cooler than a Rokon. I would argue that. I I I, don't know, I think I'd have more fun bombing around in the streets with the with the ground on the streets. Uh, sure. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. That's for the street. Yeah, I don't know the Rokon. That, that's that two wheel drive. Uh huh. Yep. Off road bike, right? Yeah. You know. You know the the problem with something like that. That's only cool to people who really know what it is. True. True. You know, anyone who sees a Grom is like, man, that's cool. That's badass. You hey, know? you know, they're they're small enough. You could do both. Yeah. You could put like the the uh, Rokon facing forward mm-hmm. and the Grom facing backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This has legs. I like it. Launch. Maybe you could be a mothership. Custom shops. Hey, guys, <laughs> this is what I say every time I walk into the shop. Take my money. It's only <laughs> it's only money. That's, it's only money. These kids have to go to school. These families, you know, that's t- I'm doing my part. I'm doing it wrong because that's what I say when I go to the strip club. <laughs> well, uh, once again, you're helping kids. Clearly, school. I'm going to the wrong spot in saying this because, man, I'd rather have that 1098. Oh, that's just a beautiful, beautiful bike. It makes me want to go out and wreck my bike. I got to give the credit to Nick Anglada. Got to give him a shout out. He's down in uh, Orlando, Florida. Anglada Customs, A-N-G-L-A-D-E. He built some beautiful bikes, and that was the one he built to show everybody he could do a European bike because he had done a bunch of Japanese mm. stuff. Which one was back on the road first, you or the Ducati? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was back first. Okay. But, but you know, Nick didn't test ride me for two months. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be at AmeriCade. I'm looking forward to America. It's going to be great. What are you going to be doing after? What what do you what else you got working on? Um after America, I go back on the road and let's see. Um I'm going to be in Kansas City, then I'm going to be in Tampa, Florida, and then in July I go up to Montreal and do a comedy festival called Just for Laughs. It's the biggest comedy festival in the world. I'll be up there for about 2 weeks. And then in August, I will be at MotoGP in uh, Indy. Cool. And I might be at Sturgis. As it stands now, we're trying to work out a deal to get me to Sturgis. Uh, so hopefully everything falls into place. You got to get that Harley. No, notably, your Harley. You got to get the <laughs> fat one. <It's> just... <laughs> if they let me borrow it, I might. <laughs> Can I borrow my bike? <laughs> The guys are like, we we already rode it to Sturgis. It's, it's there. <laughs> you you can stand next to it. <laughs> all right. Well, um, our guest is Al- Alonzo Bowden. Uh, his website is alonzobowden.com. We'll have the link. Um, man, thanks for being on with us. Uh, I hope I get a chance to meet you at AmeriCade. Man, you got it. I won't be hard to find. Um, the shows at AmeriCade are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I think the talk is going to be on Saturday afternoon. Um, I, I, you'll see me around the demo bikes. I'm, that's my thing. I'm always bumming rides on demos. So uh, that's how I'm I- just going to 
follow you around that because I think you're going to be my key to getting demo rags. <laughs> and and when I put the rag over your face, just remember, breathe deep, breathe even. Okay, got it, got it. Because they'll mix us up if you just go in and say you're me. They'll never, <laughs> they'll never figure that one out. Well, you know, what I always like to say is that I'm vaguely ethnic. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, good luck with that. <laughs> have you been to uh, America before? I have not. Oh, you haven't been? No, I haven't even been to New York State before. Oh, well, you are in for a bit of a shock, my friend. Because, well, yeah. In a fantastic way. It, it's Okay. <laughs> it's, no, literally. It's 50,000 bikes in the course of a week. Um, it started out as, I think, a gold wing thing. Then it turned into a huge touring rally. So it's predominantly gold wings, Harleys and BMWs, but you'll see everything there. Mm -hmm. Tons of bikes. And, you know, the main street is the main cruise spot. And no, it's really, you're going to love it. This, this thing is really a blast. Yeah. Oh, and the, the market thing where they, you know, where they sell the goods and accessories. I think it's one of the biggest in the country. Like they have accessory manufacturers that basically set up shops and will mount the stuff on your bike that you buy. You know, it's, it's, wow. you, it's hard to explain the scale of this week, but you're going to love it. I'll be renting a Geo Metro. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, It'll be custom in no time. <laughs> Well, I did pay for the rental insurance, so really, whatever happens to the car, I don't care about. So. <laughs> well, you know, since we got the carbon wheels on the Geo. <laughs> Come on, bitches! Alonzo, thanks so much for being on with us, man. I'll see you guys at Americade. Thanks. God damn, he's got everything. Mm-hmm. The, all the bikes. All the bikes. And custom bikes. Custom bike builds. I, 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 he's talking about the market at Americade, and they've got, like, little lights in there, I'm sure, that he comes walking through the custom bike part makers, and the light starts going. They're like, ooh, 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 he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> there might be two markets in Americade. There's, like, the general market and, and then the Alonzo market. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can find that. Yeah. They just divert him into it when they see him come. Come out in here. What's th what's through here? Oh, this is the super cool uh, uh, special uh, show thing. Just yep. go in there. Right in here. <laughs> you got your wallet? Cool. Good. Good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Sounds really cool, though. I, I, uh, I can't wait to uh, hopefully meet him. Cool. And go see Americade. And we can tell Maybe ride on bikes. I think I've actually seen one of his shows too when he came through Rochester. He's pretty darn good. Okay, cool. I yeah. I mean, you you seem to have heard him more than I have. That's well, that yeah. That's more to do with NPR than anything. <laughs> mm. I listen to NPR while I work on my bike. Unlike listeners who listen to Wheel Nerds when they work on their bikes, because me listening to Wheel Nerds when I work on my bike would be really really weird. I listen. I do too. Mostly when I'm at work. I am. I listen mostly when I'm naked. I have to go. <laughs> Let's talk about something and put in your ear. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, so I got the new Slower. headphones. Slower. Yeah. <laughs> so in addition to my stylish red and green suspenders and the new throttle lock that I had to sort of tod onto the bike a little bit, uh -huh. I, uh, I got these uh, EarFuse headphones. They have the uh, $25 deer where you can just basically try them out. They're not their super fancy ones. Okay. But you basically, you, you wad up this kind of two-part epoxy stuff and you put the things in your ears and then you mold them to your ears. So you're, you're jamming JV weld into your ears. Um, yeah, pretty okay. much. Cool. But cool. They're, they're great because they, they fit nice and flush and they go in and the sound... Uh, the sound isolation of them is amazing. Like, let me let me show you how these work. So I'm just going to put these in now, uh -huh. and 
No, I can't. I can't hear a word you're saying. Really? Oh, this is bliss. I hate you so much. I've waited so long for this. I'm, I'm just going to wait until you're not you looking, and I'm going to cut your throat and bleed you like a pig. This is just... I, and then I'm going to take show off all my clothes, time. and I'm going to roll around in your I, blood. It's just... Wow. You know? So, yeah, they uh, they have this really, really good sound isolation. That's it's actually, great! It's actually almost a little too good. Like... Uh, Around town, they're a little bit scary because mm-hmm. you can't hear crap. Um, that said, as soon as I got on the highway, I was a believer. Like mm-hmm. the 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 quality of sound isolation and still being able to hear everything on the highway, mm-hmm. like hear the you know music and stuff. It's great. It's horrible if someone tries to talk to you. <laughs> I, I have to say yes, they probably are quite horrible, and they don't know because you just have a helmet on. Hey, so you just... and you're like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm listening to porn, <laughs> and you're talking to me. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited about that for the because the. So you're saying this is like their their try trial. This is their trial, and their trial so is still pretty good. Are you honestly. are you going to you are you going to change? I to the... think I will probably upgrade because the the sound of them is okay. It's not great. Is it like the 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 earbuds themselves are upgraded? the earbuds themselves are okay. higher quality, and you get like uh, slightly uh, you get like different colored glop for the two ears and, okay. and you know all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, so how much was this? Just... This was twenty five bucks. Okay. Free shipping. Cool. And then they, with it, they give you an offer to upgrade to something fancier. Okay. Um, so we'll put a link on the site, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm Are they soft or are they firm? Or? They're firm. You can kind of. They've been in your ears. I don't know yeah, if I yeah. want to touch them. They're, they're, they're oh. it's kind of, it's just, it feels like slightly spongy plastic. Oh. You know? when, the, when the stuff God. goes, when the stuff goes in, it goes in like, like glop. It's not it's, coming off. <laughs> Pretty sure this is just you. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm actually quite pleased with the result. The other thing they do, which I really like, since you're doing custom earphone things, mm-hmm. is they give you enough to try it again. Oh, just fuck a... it up the first time. <laughs> you get the the backup dose. So I, I I'm pretty impressed. I have to say on the whole. When I did mine, they did uh, the set that were the the with the earbuds embedded in mm-hmm. them. That yep. was really nice. And those were like this hard, clear plastic. Mm-hmm. And then they give you a second set that feels like the spongy stuff mm-hmm. that's just general use sure. ear, earplugs. Earplug. Um, they said, you know, if you ever have to talk to Todd Cox, <laughs> stick mm-hmm. these in your ear. Yeah, okay. That, that's sensible. It was weird at the time. They were very specific about it. Yeah. 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 Didn't know there was a market. Oh, there's a, there's a big market. I talk a lot. Quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, so I, for the for the big highway grind of Durango, I'm really looking forward to using them. I will switch to regular earplugs for actual any kind of riding mm-hmm. situation. Um, but, uh, you know, for just cruising on the highway and stuff, these are going to be the bomb. How come? Um, one thing you don't realize until you're trying to ride around the city with something like this on is how much you rely on your hearing to know what's going on around you. Hmm. Yeah, like I was, I was finding, you know, I was checking like really aggressively and frantically checking my blind spots all the time. Yeah, because there's not that, it's a, there's not that much noise that comes from like a truck or a car in your blind spot. Yeah, but there's enough, you know. When you don't have that, it, it feels strange. Hmm. Yeah, I did not expect that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, I wear mine like all the time. I'm trying to start. Trying to remember if I if that's something I just got used to, or if that's maybe yours cuts out more than mine does. I don't know. It could very well be that you get used to it, but it's definitely you know I, I found the 
they don't just attenuate sound. I mean, they really block out a lot of it. Yeah. So yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, really, the only thing I I can think of hearing when I'm on the bike is my motor. Yeah, I hear my motor with these on, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, whereas I'm used to with regular earplugs, you hear the motor and you hear kind of the the dull sound of things on the road near you. Oh, you know what it is? You know, you're used to riding a Buell. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> right here. My motor. What else do you hear? I don't understand. <laughs> Did you know blinkers go tick, 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 tick? No. What? <laughs> That's insane. You you're know, insane. You know, when you slam on your brakes from 100 miles an hour, they screech? They, they do? <laughs> <laughs> My life is just a series of blah, 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 blah. Just waiting for the next blub, 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 blub. <laughs> okay. So the other thing you were talking about I wanted to ask about. Mm-hmm. Throttle lock. What'd you get? Um, I can't remember what the hell it's called, to be perfectly honest. Is it the... Well, how's it work? It's a little plastic switchy do. Um, okay. Throttle lock. And uh, I got the one that's supposed to be for Suzuki uh, throttles, uh, dual cable throttles. And, of course, the Strom's dual cable throttle is not the same as normal dual cable throttles. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I got a piece of wire and used that to sort of rig it up. Okay. So it's it's actually... You flip the little switch down and it squeezes between the uh, throttle um, tube uh-huh. and the housing. Uh-huh. Um, it expands a little bit and it holds it in place, and then you just flip it back up. Okay. And it turns it off. Vista Cruise? No, no, no. It's not a Vista Cruise. Nothing so fancy. This is a real $20 special. It's like an okay. NEP or something like that. Okay, okay. Um, but, you know, for for what it is and what it does, it's it's quite doable. Mm-hmm. Um, I like throttle locks or, you know, any kind of. Yeah, I had one long ago on the first bike, the GS, and I've missed it ever since because, again, it, it for riding around, I don't care, but. Get on the highway for a long period of time. It's really nice to be able to it lock is. that off and shake out your hand. Yes, yes, it, it is. makes a huge difference. You could take your, you know, your your gloves off, go to the muffin oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, have well, that's for gold wings, coffee. And I, don't, I don't have one of those <laughs> someday. And your suspenders, and my suspenders. You've got suspenders now. Yes, I have suspenders. So explain to me because you're you're very you're very very um, adamant that. These suspenders were were special. Oh yes, I got I got red green suspenders. I saw that they were red and green. Yeah, yeah. I would have got the rainbow suspenders. You know, I thought about that, but they're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> now, red green suspenders means a thing to you. Yeah, red red green was this Canadian show which had the the awesome handyman corner where he made things like the bathacue. Where he takes two bathtubs, uh, one atop the other, and uh, uses the fittings from the shower to uh, make the burners. Listeners, I'm wondering if this is like an East Coast thing, because I have no idea what I, It's this... a living near the Canadian border thing, is what okay. it is. Which I was, I was living near the Mexican border, so... Yeah, you had, you had telenovelas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maria. I had red-green. So if the women don't find you handsome, they can at least find you handy. Nice thing about the telenovelas is those chicks are all mad super hot. hot. <laughs> mad, everyone in telenovelas, according to telenovelas, everyone in Mexico is absolutely gorgeous. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Everyone, front that, to back. That's all their kids, gorgeous kids, especially back. Beautiful women, handsome men. I mean, you wow. name it. Wow. Yeah. It's all good looking. Uh huh. The old people, really good looking. Uh huh. Yeah. The, the the homeless guy on the corner bumming for change. Good looking in a dirty hat. Yep. 
<laughs> it's all true. So uh, red green was uh so you're saying red green's your your hero. To a certain degree, yes. Okay. And this is the guy who made a, uh, let's see, he made a backhoe out of a K car. The Bathacue is a particular favorite of mine. Um, yeah, on and on and on. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't, just, just search for Red Green Handyman Corner and enjoy. Okay. Live the dream. So here, here's something kind of nerdy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this story, but this guy got into a motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. And now his heart is on the other side of his chest. So, like, everything sort of, like, swapped sides? Yeah, he, his heart literally kind of rolled in his chest to the other side. Well, that, that can't be good. <laughs> well, he's fine. Yeah. He's know. just, he has to do the Pledge of Allegiance with his left hand. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... And say it backwards. <laughs> I didn't hail Satan. <laughs> it's, it's like an actual, it's got a medical name, it's an actual condition, and uh, uh-huh. it, it's... They they think it's uh, the the air that came from his punctured lungs that is what forced his heart over. Huh. Wild. Well, and I mean, realistically, the heart is basically a big pump, so it's not as though it needs to be in any particular orientation. I was wondering, you know, once it was like rolled over, if his heart started pumping blood backwards, and maybe now he's Australian. Could be. <laughs> he wonder. opens his eyes in the hospital, and the doctor's like, "Listen, there's there's been an accident." He says, "Crikey." <laughs> <laughs> Where's my digit do? I've got to let my wife know. I, I've never met an Australian person. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that, that's wild. So apparently, listeners, you know, watch out for your heart and make sure it's, you know, um, still orientated correctly. I, I, I just thought that was kind of really cool from a, a little. I mean, he's fine. So mm-hmm. we could say cool. I wonder if he still rides. I wonder if he rides on the wrong side of the road. Maybe he rides <laughs> sitting backwards on the bike. <laughs> or maybe he just rides side saddle, because it says it only rotated 90 degrees. <laughs> so now, now he's a bitch. Hey, you know, let's be honest. If you're riding around town side saddle, everybody would be looking at you. They, they would be looking at you. Mm-hmm. And in New York, I guess they'd probably arrest you. Yeah, they, they like doing that there. It's kind of their favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to New York. Here's the ticket. If you want to have fun, listeners, go search the Twitter tag, uh, MyNYPD. Have some fun with that. Enjoy. <laughs> In the meantime, listeners, send us mail. Yes. Uh, first up, Kevin Brannon. Happy birthday. What? We, we've got a, uh, he posted on our Facebook, he wanted a birthday shout out. Birthday. Happy birthday. You're old. Kids think you're not cool. Nice dad shorts. Jerk. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Byron writes, Chuck or Todd, ever ridden any Canadian Maritimes? That's this year's week-long ride destination, leaving in a few weeks. Any hints, recommendations, suggestions other than the obvious Cabot Trail would be appreciated. Uh, bug spray. <laughs> I recommend bug spray. Lots of bug spray. If the mosquitoes uh, actually land uh, on top of your windshield, they will crack it. What? Oh, it's great. You'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually ridden in the Canadian Maritimes. Okay. It's uh, it's a beautiful spot, and I would really love to, but no dice yet. I grew up next to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. ride the yeah. Telenova curves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, these are these are the Canadian provinces that are out past Quebec, so, you know, the far reaches. Do they speak English? When you get to Maine. Yes. Okay. When you get to Maine, and you cross the strait, and you're like... 
so far east, there's no America under you anymore. That's the Canadian Maritimes. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Uh, next we got Web Guy Chris. Love the podcast, but I hate that the links are not set to open a new window. You guys! While listening, and I click the link, the podcast ends. Also, I love Dungeons and Dragons! It's really easy to set this up. Dragon Ball is my favorite show ever. I drive a Ford Escort with a Star Wars Rebel logo on it. And I also own a scrub. What are you trying to say about Chris? Chris, I think you're a raging nerd. <laughs> I, I will take your words into consideration. I, I, I have this strange urge to give you a wedgie. And I've never <laughs> even met you. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. He's, you know, well, he's he's got... You know, if you would just listen to us through some sort of RSS player, you know, subscribe to our show that way instead of just listening off the webpage, that's what a real nerd would do. Mm-hmm. It's true. You're a fake nerd. You suck. I bet you didn't even paint your uh, D&D figures. I bet you used a pre-made character. I bet you didn't even actually watch Dragon Ball in its original language. Wait, Chuck. You think he watches... Dubbed anime? <laughs> Heretic. God. Oh, I, I I feel like I need a shower. Unbelievable. What's that got to do with anything? You always need a shower. Well, okay, but yeah, I might actually take one this time. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned, Todd? I've learned that Chuck is going to get arrested and beaten. <laughs> what have you learned? I... I've learned that I have a very strange suspicion that it won't be because of something I did. <laughs> and that's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. If you listen to us on iTunes, please write a review for us so that we can get some more exposure and hits. Thanks. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.